Myself with the ladies, the perfect cut. The, I'm cut out of granite. If granite were like way softer. <laughs> anyway, I don't know how my audio is going to come through here because usually when you do more than one track on my fucking Sony Acid thing here, my recording studio, it gets a little weird. But hopefully, you guys can all hear me. Uh, yeah. So, hopefully everybody can hear everything I'm saying right now. I don't want it to be too low. Get low, get low, get low, get low, get low. See, that sounds like it's good. I'm, I'm looking at the thing. and It says that I'm good. But yeah, so, the volume's good. Um, I just checked it. You people don't know that because I edited that part out. I did, 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 did that part out. Um, if you couldn't tell by the intro music... You're listening to I'm Just Saying with Justin Worley, uh, episode 21. This this podcast is now, you know, of drinking age. So you wouldn't have done that anyway. But uh, this podcast is 21 years, and by 21 years, I mean 21 episodes. Legal drinking age. Let's take a sip of beer, sip of the old PBR for 21 episodes of the I'm Just Saying show. With yours truly, Justin Worley. 
Yeah. So, if you couldn't also tell by the theme music of the show, I had a death in my family. Uh, this is a this is a weird one to kind of talk about. Uh, my grandmother on my father's side passed away this week, and uh, it's one of those weird things where the family kind of grew not not just grew apart, but there was some negativity and some turmoil in the family. Uh, my uncle. Uh, my dad's youngest brother, he doesn't get along. Well, basically, my father, as well as my mother, myself, and my brother, do not really associate with my dad's side of the family. And this was all started over some stupid shit back in uh, back in what they called the day. Um. And it was stuff that was completely taken out of context. And from what I understand, and I might I may seem biased because it's my brother, was ridiculous. Um, but that started that started all the turmoil. So I pretty much don't my my, my family my immediate family pretty much doesn't talk to the, the uncle on my dad's side, another uncle on my dad's side, an aunt on my dad's side, and two cousins on my dad's side. So it was really, it was really awkward, you know. When, you know, when that grandmother dies, you know, I feel bad for my father. Like that's that's your motivation when something like that happens. It's like that's still your dad's mom. So you gotta you gotta pay that respect. You know, you're there for your dad. And and you know what? There were times before all that crap happened where, you know, everything was civil and everything was. I want you know. Everything was okay, you know? Like, I went in there to get on the bus. She picked me up from school. My grandfather on that side drove me to school. Like, there was a lot of times where everything was good. And then, like, flip of the switch, you know, switch of the flip, there was, uh, it, it was just done. It was over. It's weird how families break contact like that. Um, I guess when you... When you get to a point where you can't just stop and just talk things out, it gets it gets like that. Um, if there's a problem, and I, honestly, if we're, being, if we're being honest here, which is what we do on this show, um, it could be said for both sides of the family. There's a lot of things that people just bury and never talk about. Uh, issues that just dig and dig and dig and everybody's just like, oh, just let's not address it. We're going to not address it, but we're going to talk about it all the way home from every freaking meeting we ever have with them. You know, it's it's part of life, I guess, but I think it'd be much healthier. Just get it out of the fucking table. Just get it out there. Talk about your fucking problems. Um, if it was up to me, I'd do that, but I'm not the only one in this family on either side. But, but yeah, from what I know, my uncle, uh, my dad's older brother, um, he, he was the start, I believe, I believe of all this. Um, he, he's the one who had the big problem with everything. Okay, I'll tell you the story. So my grandparents had roosters for no apparent reason. Uh, <laughs> what do what do roosters give you? You either you have them for the head for the hens, 
But he, I don't even think you need them for the hens because I think hens aren't they like self like don't they self fertilize or whatever the hell that fucking thing is? Yes, Linda Guys White. I said fuck. Hey, Linda, I curse on this show. It happens from time to time, but thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. I really hope you listen to every episode, but I'm going to shit on you a little bit. And now you're probably going, <laughs> and your shoulders are up in the air. But anyway, um, yeah, my parents, uh, uh, my grandparents had, had roosters, and every morning they would crow. They, they would go, <laughs> and, my, and, and my brother's room, the window there was right towards the rooster pen. There were two of them. And my my brother went into the to their house one day after talking to my parents, and for some reason I don't know why my parents didn't have this discussion. That's a that's an interesting thing to think of. Like, why would my brother have to go in there and have that conversation? I would think my mom or my dad would have that conversation because it's you know they're adults, and my brother's an adult enough, but he's not like the adult of the house. But uh. That's neither here nor there. My brother asked, I think, I feel like he asked respectfully, from what I've heard, he asked respectfully, uh, if they could do something about the chickens, you know, butcher them, uh, chickens, uh, roosters, butcher them, or, you know, something along those lines. And, and I, uh, and I, from what I know, the conversation went well. Like, it was a good back and forth, not really a back and forth, but it's, oh, okay, like, they kind of understood, like, oh, it's right in your window. And he was like, yeah, you know, everything's good, but if you could do something about it, and it went well. Like, it was a conversation, and from what I heard, the initial conversation went well. Well, then my uncle gets involved and says it's disrespectful to his grandfather to ask him to do this, and blah, 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 blah. And, and that's, that's first off, out of line, because who the fuck are you, and why do you care? Um, it has nothing to do with you. It doesn't affect you. Neither here nor there. So... That's what started everything, and long story short, everybody gets invited to my girl cousin, uh, my cousin Amy's wedding, except for my brother, and you know, there's all kinds of riffs, and my uncle Randy's telling people that, oh, I talked to Justin, he's the good brother, and my uncle Ronald's going through town, where my brother goes to school and plays sports, and is bad-mouthing him, it's a whole fucking thing, not to mention there may have been a packet of... Okay, this is how much they had it in for us uh, after the rooster thing. We used to have parties all the time at uh, my parents' house, if you haven't heard before on the uh, podcast. But uh, my brother used to throw a ton of parties. And uh, one time there was a mint left in the driveway, like one of those clear plastic wrappers with like a winter green, winter green mint. And uh, it got ran over by cars because cars were coming down the driveway. And it had rained, so it was all like foggy and gooey and broken up. My uncle had that tested by a cop friend of his, thinking it was cocaine. Like, they were trying to get us in trouble that much. Or get him in trouble. Because, and, and here's where the weird thing comes in, I never personally had a problem with any of them. With any of them. So, fast forward to this Saturday. Where we're at my grandmother's funeral. And I'm there for my dad. Regardless of what happens. Regardless of who's, who, you know, who offended who or, you know, whatever. I'm there for my dad. Because that's my father. You know, he raised me. He, he, he was a great dad. He is a great dad. Was. Jesus Christ. Um, 
And, and you know, that sucks. The guy just lost his mother. Whether I got along at the end or anybody in the family got along with anybody at the end, whether, I mean, Christ, the woman could have, you know, done horrible things. But at the end of the day, she gave birth to my father and that is his mother. And that's how I looked at it. You know, he's got to be going through something. You know, I feel like I'm not in the place to grieve like he's grieving, but that's still his mother. And I think some people sometimes lose track of that. You know, his, his dad died a couple, uh, like, oh, I don't know, maybe seven, eight, ten, I don't know, a while ago. Uh, and, and it was the same thing. I didn't talk to my grandfather at that time, but that's my father's father. I'm there for my dad. I'm there to help him get through whatever he needs to get through. I remember the good times. I remember the bad times. Uh, but it's not about me. It's about my father. So I went to the funeral, uh, and, and, and it was awkward. It was absolutely awkward. <clears throat> my cousin Brian, to his credit, came around to everybody and, uh, and talked to everybody. Um, and, and that was, that was, that was good of him. Uh, I, I credit him with that because I, and I think he's, he's a little different than the others because he got away. He moved out to Montana. Uh, but Bosman, particularly, and nobody will get that joke, but he, uh, he moved away from Pennsylvania. He got out, he got out of the small town mentality, even though, you know, you moved to Montana, you're probably not in a city, but you're, you're. You're away. You're in a different culture. Actually, probably not. Probably fucking not. But, like, Montana's probably Berks County, but with better hunting. Like, you're probably around a bunch of white rednecks. So it's pretty much probably similar. But you're not here. You experience different people. different Maybe some different ideas. And he came around and he talked to everybody. And that was great. But there was a lot of, like, underlying tension. Like, okay, do we... I mean... You're obviously gonna you're gonna be civil here, but there's there's a lot of okay. I don't want to like I don't want to be like hey how's everybody doing you know and go up to everybody and well first off it's a fucking funeral maybe I shouldn't have that mindset anyway but I I feel like I should say something to these people like my cousin Amy I went up and gave her a hug and you know said you know we've seen each other. A, like maybe th- two times over the last 10 years. But, you know, and that's a weird situation when you're at a funeral and my entire dad, like my entire mother's side of the family that showed up and, and my immediate family, my brother, myself, uh, my Amelia, uh, my brother's wife, we were all standing there on the complete opposite side away from everybody else on that fa- in like my dad's side of the family and my dad's standing there. Like that's gotta be weird. Like... I don't know. I wish I wish for the funeral maybe we got along a little bit better, but maybe that's just me being a soft pussy. A soft pussy. But yeah, maybe that's just me. But you know, I think I think we all came out and supported my father and I think it was a good thing. And then but but I wish I wish it would have been a little different. I wish I wish maybe we wouldn't have held the resentment on that day. You know, just... I wish everybody was able to just 
And for the most part, we did. For the most part, we just kind of, you know, squashed everything. But at the same time, there was still that undercurrent. And I just wish we could have got rid of that for, for one day, just one day, on my side of the family. And, and I don't give a fuck what the other side of the family does. Just fuck them. If they're, if they're shitty, if they're weird and awkward, fuck them. But I wish my side of the family could have just went, squash it. Who cares? This is for my dad. Let's all get along. Let's all have a great time. And we didn't do that. I didn't do that. So I'm, I'm equally to blame. I didn't do that. Because I was too, you know, I was too worried about what everybody else is doing. You know, no excuses. I could have been my own man, which I've never been in my fucking life. And that's one of my issues. I was worried about everybody else. But I, I, I wish we could all just like, let it go. Whether they fucking give a shit or not, on the other side, let it go. I think that's, that's. The second time in my life that I wish I'd have done that. You know, first time was with my uh, high school wrestling coach. Uh, we had a falling out before, you know, and I, nobody knows this, I don't think. Uh, I coached wrestling for 10 years at that, at this point in time uh, in the story that I'm telling. Uh, and 12 years now, 13 years now, shit. And uh, my longtime high school wrestling coach and I had a falling out and I was coaching in the middle school of that program he was a school head coach say high school head coach one time one more time everybody wants to hear that saying high school head coach high school head coach anyway um and we had a falling out and before we got time to make amends he passed away and it's one of those things where all right we spent I spent 10 years coaching and probably another well another 12 you know wrestling and he was always the idol that I wanted to wrestle for you know, at the end of the day, whether I agreed with his strategies or techniques or philosophies is irrelevant. You know, we spent all that time together. I wish I wish it would have ended differently. Uh, I wish I would have approached things a little differently. You know, you, you go back through your head and you're like, ah, if I could have done this or if I could have done that. Or if I would have said this differently or conveyed this point of view differently. And, and then you don't have that chance. So if there's anything I take away... If there's anything I take away from death in general, it's make your peace. Make your peace with the people you can't stand. Make your peace with... I mean, even if it's to tell them, look, fuck you, I don't like you. Or maybe don't say that. Maybe that doesn't help. But if if it's to say, you know what, we don't agree on this and this and this. And you thought this, and I think this, and we're never going to come to an agreement. Let bygones be bygones, but make peace with it. That way, you, you won't harbor anything on on the days when, hey, there's no time to go back and change things because it's too late. People are gone, and 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 that's what I that's what I want to bring you all down with. That's what I I want to make everyone depressed. <laughs> Anyway, so yes, it was there. my grandmother died on my dad's side and we went to the funeral. Uh, we got drunk then at Lions Fire Company and it was a great time. Uh, a lot of funny jokes, a lot of laughing. Um, yeah, so that's how that's how my family deals with death. We we go, we get drunk. It's a celebration of life in our eyes. We, we deal with it significantly different than a lot of people where you're just constant grieving, grieving, grieving. Well, we laugh. Well, I've I've been around a lot of death in my in my life, 
you know, from a young age, you know, my great grandparents, I went to their funerals, and my great aunt, I went to her funeral, then my regular grandparents, uh, I went to their funerals, and then kids dying in school, I went to their funerals. So at a very young age, like I've dealt with a lot of death. So now it's to me, it's become and and obviously, like I, I teared up, I teared up at my grandmother's funeral this weekend, and you know, we hadn't seen each other in probably a decade, and and I teared up, you know, but it was more out of my father's loss than my loss you know my, my father lost his mother and certain things that happened during the service and things like that I got teary eyed thinking of oh my god a son losing his mother so so I got I got a little worked up there but I think I held it together I tried to be strong for my father then we went and we drank that's what my family does we're strong for each other we rally around we help each other through the pain and loss and then we go out and we drink and we booze and we laugh and we have a great time Speaking of drinking, my wonderful fiance, Amelia Jean Victoria Rising. By the way, that Victoria is not a real name. It's a confirmation name. Doesn't matter. Why am I whispering? Um, she bought me an Advent beer calendar, which I am greatly appreciative of. However, I've told you people that I'm trying to not drink during the week. Well, this Advent beer calendar, obviously I have to drink during the week. I didn't want this. And I'm going to pause because I have to piss because it's not the week. It's not Monday through Friday, Thursday afternoon. Actually, it's not Monday through Friday at 5 in the afternoon when I start my Saturday. Um, so it's Sunday and I have to pee. So I'll be right back. Hold the phone, will you, Martha? Anyway, we're back. I just tinkled. I trickle-liggled. Anyway, uh, so yeah, the Advent beer calendar is December 1st through December 25th, and I'm going to have to drink one beer a day. Whether it's weekend, whether it's weekday, uh, I'm going to have to do this, and uh, and that's just the way it is. And I, if you follow me on Instagram, at Justin Worley, I think that's how you say that on Instagram, I don't fucking know. But I'm Justin Worley on Instagram. If you follow me, I'll be doing the opening of the box as well as the tasting of the beer. Now, the box is in room temperature because we don't have a goddamn fridge big enough for the box. Imagine that. And I don't want to put it outside because who knows what the fuck temperature it gets overnight. Say fuck again. Linda, I said a swear word. And uh, who, no who knows how cold it gets. So I don't want to leave it outside and have it freeze and then I can't drink them. So I will open the box and then I will put the beer in the freezer... And then once it's cold, I will drink it, and you will see each video uh, daily, apparently daily. And uh, that's what we'll do with the Advent beer box. So let's drink for Jesus. Let's drink for Jesus. Um, now, what, what do I have here? Advent beer calendar. I did that. Sober. Yeah, I just told you why I can't not drink during the week. Now, Amelia, you know, she's an enabler like that. And then I said, fuck something. Okay, well, anyway, there were questions from uh, my Instagram. Amelia put up a thing on my Instagram asking certain questions about the show. Oh, I got two new likes. Imagine that. Who are you? Look at you. Anyway, we're not going to do that. But uh, let's see what the questions were. I know there were questions. Let's see where we are. Um... Live pod, okay. What would I, Kelsey? Kelsey said live podcast, 
Uh, I asked, like, I think she asked, what do I like about, what do you like most about the show, or what would you like to see on the show? Kelsey said, um, live podcast of you taking one of Amelia's workout classes. Yeah, that's probably never going to happen, Kels. I hate to tell you that. I am a wrestling coach. I am a wrestling coach. Um, yeah, I'm not going to do hot yoga. Although I will, I will. Um, let's make, let's come up with a deal where something. If I don't do something, I have to wear yoga pants and take a picture of it and post it online. Let's make a bet, Kelsey. Come up with something that if I don't reach this goal, I have to wear yoga pants and post a picture online. Come up with it. Uh, sound effects. Uh, so you like sound effects about the show, or you want more sound effects on the show, Kels? I don't. I don't understand. Alex Ribner. Oh, the time has come. The time has come, my son. Alex Ribner is a gentleman I work with, and he he is from New York. So already, strike one. He's a good guy, though. He's a good guy from what from what I know of him. He's a good guy. He's funny to talk to. Uh, he he is quick, quick witted, which I like. He'll come back at you with a quick response to shut you the hell down. But I'll tell you what, Alex Ribner. Alex Ribner is a ten-year-old uh, living in a grown man's body. He reads Goosebumps horror stories. He doesn't read Goosebumps, but what he does is. He listens to these murder mystery podcasts. So basically, Alex, you sit in your car every day. And and, and you're driving to work. Or you're driving from work. And what happens is you, you listen to some story. And then David came into the house. And upon entering the house, he saw blood on the floor where Tracy was previously laying. And then all of a sudden you'll hear... And, 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 and then here's the end of the story. Here's the end of the story. Alex fucking killed her. She had a life insurance policy of $40,000 and he wanted the money. It's always the guy you think. I've listened to these. It's always the guy you think. Did they have a relationship? Did they not have a relationship? Was there a life insurance policy just taken out? Was she having trouble at work? Was there marital conflicts? Alex Ribner watches Murder, she wrote. Right after he watches his Lawrence Welk on Netflix, Alex, I hope you listen. And you know what he? You know what he also does? He doesn't pay bets well. He pays the bet. Don't get me wrong. Alex Ribner pays his debts when he loses a bet. However, he doesn't deliver the proper way. Alex, if you want to come on to debate that, I'm more than happy to do that. And I, I doubt you even listen, but I appreciate the question. What else is there on here? Uh, Philby. Steve Philby does all my artwork for the show. Uh, I couldn't do half the fucking pictures and shit that I do when I post this. Uh, I couldn't do any of them, actually, uh, without Stevie Philby. Stevie, Steve, whatever, you know. I've heard different things he likes to be called. But uh, Stevie Philby is what he is to me. Stevie, uh, Stevie, thank you for everything you fucking do for the show. You're phenomenal with the Photoshop People laugh their asses off at them. I, I hear a lot of feedback about the pictures and about how they're funny. And I always tell them I have a guy, a friend of my family, Steve Philby, that does this. He's really good at it. So if anybody needs any Photoshop work or anything like that, I don't even know if he's looking for shit to do. Probably not. But if he is, 
Stevie Philby, and he's Philby underscore 2024 on Instagram. If you need any help with any of that shit in your life, he's got to go to. He's really good at what he does. Um, anybody else? I think that might have been it. I think that was it. No, I thought that was one more question. Oh, the caravan. Kelsey with the caravan. Yeah, Kelsey, I'm not going to talk about the caravan because I think it's bullshit. I think nothing's going to happen with it. I think... Uh, I just think it's garbage. I don't I don't think it matters. It's not going to matter. I think none of those people are going to get into the country. And if they do, it's one or two here and there. And and the, uh, the Border Patrol will take care of the problem. I don't think it's going to be a real issue. If it would have been a real issue, I think it would have happened on Election Tuesday. I think somehow they would have gotten here by the Tuesday of that election and everything would have happened. And this is me talking completely uneducated. I don't know where they are now. Although I do know, I don't hear anything about them anymore. I hear nothing. Zero. Manata. I don't know what manata means. But I, I, I don't think it's a thing. What the hell did I write? Oh, oh, that's that. Do people ever get a chin pimple? Ever get a pimple that's right between your uh, bottom lip crease? Not, like, go a little below your bottom, like maybe a half inch, and it's right before your chin crease. You get a pimple in there. Yeah, that's a bitch to pop. You ever try to pop one of those? It's a fucking bitch. It's like a pimple on the inside of your nose, or like right under your nose. You ever get those under the nose pimples? They're like... They're not in your nose, but they're right on the crease. And you're popping and your eyes fucking water. It's complete shit. Anyway, on to the news! If I can actually click on this. Michelle Obama. Obama! When am I going to get my Obama phone? When am I going to get my Obama phone? She. Michelle Obama says, Lean in is shit that doesn't work during book tour stop in New York. Lean in shit. Speaking Saturday night at a 19,000 seat Barclay in Brooklyn. At a 19... Well, anyway. As part of her... She spoke at the Barclay Center. As part of her book tour. Former First Lady Barack Obama shocked attendees by comparing a prominent piece of feminist self-help advice to shit that often doesn't work. Nigga! Obama told the sold-out crowd that women can't experience equality in both their professional and personal lives at the same time, calling the idea a lie and arguing that marriage still ain't equal, y'all. Really? That's because you strap on a big fucking dildo and fuck Barack in the ass. God damn it. You can't marry a woman that's fucking bigger than you, Barack. What the fuck were you thinking? She's fucking giant. What do you think? She's going to be timid around you? You're a skinny motherfucker. You're like Chris Rock and she's Serena Williams. She's going to fuck you up. Anyway, then, in an unguarded moment that sent the crowd into a social media blaze, which is a horrible term, everybody said nothing, but they all went on their fucking phones. She added, and it's not always enough to lean in because that shit don't work all the time. Oh, she went ghetto. She was in New York. She thought she could black it up a little. She thought she could black it up. In the public eye, she white. She was white. She was the whitest black woman I've ever seen. Now all of a sudden, that shit don't work no more. That shit don't work on camera. Rent too damn high. 
Ain't nobody got time for that. Now she turned into that because she's back in New York and she thinks she can talk like that. Obama seemingly flustered, quickly remarked, I forgot where I was for a moment. I forgot where I was. I showed my real personality. Holy shit. I'm a real person. I didn't realize that because I'm in front of the crowd. You fake fuck. Anyway, now that I'm going to calm down. I thought we were at home, y'all. Y'all. Who t- I thought we were at home, y'all. She added, I was, I was getting real comfortable up in here. Oh my god, she blacked it the fuck up for the fucking audit, you fake fuck. Linda, you're going to have a hard time with this. I, I, I swore a lot right there. Anyway, Neil, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson addresses sexual misconduct allegations. That's not good. I like Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, I love listening to him on the Joe Rogan podcast. I like listening to him on wherever, whenever he talks. Uh, with the volume. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I like listening to everything he has to say. Uh, he, his thing, if you go on YouTube and listen to Neil deGrasse Tyson talk about the, in, like, the calendar, he explains the calendar. Something that seems simple. But holy shit, the amount of shit that went into making the calendar is insane. Neil deGrasse Tyson... Neil! Neil deGrasse Tyson! Neil deGrasse Tyson addressed in a lengthy Facebook post on Saturday the allegations of sexual misconduct leveled against him by three women. That's never good. These things come in threes. Sexual abuse comes in threes. The astrophysicist and author tackled each allegations in the post titled On Being Accused, where he offered his version of the events and denied the allegations. Tyson said many many men who are accused of sexual misconduct in the hashtag MeToo era are presumed to be guilty by the court of public opinion. Please, Neil deGrasse Tyson, be right here. I beg you to be right, to not have done this. Please, I hope you have not done these things because I want to smash the Me Too movement. These fucking women who... Okay, you go to a... Okay, put this scenario in there. Everybody listen to this scenario. Everybody listen. Like, if you're listening to this, you're not going to listen. I'm not listening to this part. You go to a college party. You're in college. You're a female. You go to a college party. You get drunk. You get all worked up. You get horny. You want to fuck. You have sex with a guy. You wake up the next morning and go, Oh, he's. I wish I wouldn't have had sex with him. That used to be the end of it. Back in the day. Now, it's... I didn't want to have sex with him. I was drunk. Oh, really fucking hammered. I don't even remember having sex. It doesn't matter. I was drunk and I'm a female. You should know better when you're drunk. You can, you obviously shouldn't have some sort of control over yourself that I can't because I'm a poor female who can't take care of myself. Do you women realize what you're doing? You want equal rights. You want equal everything. And I think you should have it. But at the same time, then have all of it. If you fuck up and fuck a guy you don't like, hey, you made a mistake. Do you think all guys haven't gone, oh, fuck, god damn, I wish I wouldn't have done that one. Yeah, a lot. It happens. Guess what? Welcome to equality. You fuck someone you didn't want to. Deal with it. Move on. You're not a victim. Now, let me back up. Of course there are people 
who have been really fucking raped or fucking suck my dick or you won't get this part. I, I understand that. That's fucking horrible. This isn't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the everyday fucking thing where people go out, they go out to a bar, they get fucking trashed, and somehow, while wanting equal rights and while wanting to be equal in all realms, women go, I was drunk and he took advantage of me. Well, I was fucking trashed too. How does that fucking... How, do, how is that okay? Anyway, um, I recently been publicly accused of sexual misconduct. These accusations have received a fair amount of press in the past 48 hours. I'm accompanied by my re- reactions. In many cases, it's not the media's fault. I decline to comment on the grounds that serious accusations should not be part of the adjudicated press. But clearly, I cannot continue to stay silent. So below, I offer my account. My blah, 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 blah. After we had the picture taken, he noticed my tattoo and kind of grabbed me to look at it and was really obsessed about whether I had Pluto on this tattoo or not. And then he looked for Pluto and followed that tattoo into my dress. The six-year-old said Saturday that he didn't remember searching for Pluto as part of her tattoo, but admitted it is surely something I would have done in that situation. He disputed reports that he groped Ehlers. I was reported to have groped her by searching up her dress when this was simply a search under the covered part of her shoulder of the sleeveless dress. See, that's what the media does. I only just learned nine years, nine years after that she thought this behavior was creepy. That this was, that was never my intent. I'm deeply sorry to have made her feel that way. Had I been told of her discomfort in the moment, I would have offered the same apology. Er, eagerly and on the spot. Exactly. People, and this goes back to what I said earlier. People just need to fucking talk. Just talk. Say what you're feeling. Say what you're thinking. So the, the, um, I'm not going to continue reading these. They seem like a series of misunderstandings. So again, this is a non-story. Um, let's end with an easy one. Let's end with some easy news. Four foods to never cook in a cast iron pan. Well, they have steak in there. So I'm assuming that's one you should do. Four foods never do. Uh, are they going to tell me? Smelly foods, eggs, and... Oh, these are... They're not even telling me anything. They're not even telling me anything. So, we will end this show. And, uh... Thank you for listening. Thanks, everybody. I really appreciate it. We'll end it with some of the Undertaker song. And then we'll go to a, uh... Uh, a voicemail I don't know which one I'm going to put I did a really annoying one uh, I, actually I do know which one I'm going to take there's a bon- I did a if you listen to the Bon Jovi Slippery One Wet album because you know that's current and relevant right now the song Never Say Goodbye is on that album and it seems like it goes to the chorus over and over again a lot of Never Say Goodbye Never say goodbye. But there's like 17 choruses in that song. So I made a voice recording of that song where I did the chorus of Never Say Goodbye and then I incorporated every other fucking song he ever had. So I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for listening to the show. Um, Getting into December, Christmas season. I hate Christmas. I hate Christmas. And uh, enjoy your weekend. Thank you. Catch us on Instagram. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Gab, 
YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. It go, it'll go right to the fucking thing. The more subscribers I have, the more something else happens. I don't know what, but I like to see that number grow. Thanks for listening. Take it easy. Later!